This is the EPLOG audio experience. रेस चाहे साइकिलिंग की हो या करियर की कभी कभी ऑल यू नीड इज अ क्विक ब्रेक रीगियरिंग अप एंड साइकिलिंग बैक अगेन इट्स वॉट वी कॉल अ मिड लाइफ क्राइसिस इन करियर टर्मिनोलॉजी हाउ डज वन डील विद करियर चेंज एंड करियर फटीक when regearing up for the next race what kind of preparedness is required especially when you have absolutely no experience in treading that path welcome to voice of achievers with me yashika in today's episode we are exploring career breaks career change and gearing and regearing up with our guest amit gupta an iit kanpur engineering graduate a serial entrepreneur the co-founder of inmobi and currently riding and gliding away the sustainability mobility zone with yulu the cool blue bikes that you may have noticed parked around you passionate about entrepreneurship advising young entrepreneurs and passionate about sustainability amit has been the recipient of multiple awards and recognitions including being recognized as one of the top 50 disruptive companies in the world for inmobi in 2013 although hum inhe thoda piche lekar ja rahe hain to his engineering days career pivoting and lots more on this episode welcome to the show thank you yashika thank you for your kind welcome so I remember you saying that you had planned to retire after Inmobi and spend time with family and just take a break and that didn't happen while Yulu did. I I'd like to know what are the, some of the key factors one should consider when in a midlife crisis so to say. How does one come out of it? There's no cookie cutter answer and each one of us have our own aspirations and what I call it as a life playbook. Some people have probably better visibility of uh, of future what they want to do what they want to see some people just take the life as it comes at least in my case uh, i had uh, one big milestone that i want to be an entrepreneur when i am 30 or before i am 30 and that's when inmobi happened and then while i was uh, pursuing the journey of inmobi i thought of uh, you know i should be retiring when i am 40 and the 30 prom wala promise i actually made for sure uh, when i was about to turn 30 a month prior to that i left my job and jumped into entrepreneurship what was that phase like what was that uh, jumping the job and getting into entrepreneurship like was it like a calling ki 30 ho gaya hai to jaldi se kar leta hu kyunki entrepreneurship karne ka socha hai how oh yeah so it's not about there is no rationality there is no uh, logic to that it is just craziness in your head where you are uh, you know fascinated about something or sometime you think that your promise to yourself is most important thing uh, although my my boss back then uh, he was aware in fact when i joined that company uh, on week 1 joining that company i told my uh, my boss who was a founder of that company that 3 years from now uh, i will be moving on and he was laughing and he was surprised both and he said oh but what about uh, for next 3 years i said i will be with you don't worry uh, 
and that's how uh, you can say clarity in my head was there and a month prior to me turning 30 uh, this thing happened uh, technical technical point you no know, my first startup was not in movie i started another company which i ran for a few months and then decided to do in movie a little bit later uh, when uh, you know naveen my other co-founder from in movie he was moving back from us to india and we thought that let's do it together but my journey of entrepreneurship started before 30 okay so that promise i kept and then this crazy uh, dream you know we should i should be retiring at the age of 40 also came into my head and uh, i would say that uh, unfortunately i did not keep up to that promise because when i was about to turn 40 i was like okay this is what i want uh, and answer was not too early i think each one of us will be retiring but maybe not at this stage and then this uh, feeling of uh, what else is left realized uh, after talking to my wife my mentors myself that hey what is that happiness thing which i am seeking and then uh, realized that it's uh, you know joy of giving back to others can, can i do something for the society for example so that's where uh, uh, this whole thinking about let me pick up a social problem solve it uh, with the help of technology and my own ability to understand business build business make an impact uh, came into my mind and uh, the thought of picking up a problem led me to uh, picking up this traffic and pollution air pollution and that's how yulu was born amazing amazing and uh, because because you didn't live up to this promise <laughs> the the 40 promise and thank god for you look now it is 50 and it's 50 now okay it is 50 and yeah you should tell you know my 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 wife if she listens to this podcast she should know that it is 50 we'll tell her that's a formal that's a new that that's a new formal deadline <laughs> <laughs> okay no i want to know how does one come out of this phase because uh, in your head you know that maybe 40 is my deadline and i want to retire but uh, of course like you said that kuch khalbali hai andar and you speak to your wife you speak to your mentors your loved ones uh, and you pick up a social cause and uh, you just dive right in or are there i'm sure there are moments of where you question yourself ki क्या करें अब नेक्स्ट मूव पर जंप इन करें या ना करें क्या प्रिपेयरनेस चाहिए उसके लिए सी आई थिंक एटलीस्ट व्हेन यू वांट टू रिटायर द ओनली थिंग प्रोबेबली यू नीड इज अ फाइनेंशियल फ्रीडम व्हिच लकली इन माय केस यू नो आई वाज नॉट सो वरीड अबाउट माय फाइनेंसेस फॉर द रेस्ट ऑफ माय लाइफ एट द सेम टाइम यू वर आस्किंग क्वेश्चन दैट what do i need to do if i don't do it right now i'll regret or i will not be able to do that uh, due to whatsoever reason and i think that there's a value in your youth uh, where you can do hard work you can run around and uh, it's also directly proportional to the problem you are picking so for example mobility it's not uh, something you can sit in your room and build some code and then business just happens on its own a uh, problem of mobility means lot of on ground execution and uh, at least in my case whatever i did with in mobi 
I will not say that I'll I'm not using uh, everything over there. In in the case of Yuru, there is some portion which I am kind of carrying it forward and, and leveraging it. But this is a new word altogether. My set of relationships uh, with the city authorities, with the players on the mobility side, they're all brand new. So it's a brand new problem. You have to get your hands dirty. You're back on the street. Uh, again, uh, resource crunches. Uh, there's a setup which I had at Inmobi versus a setup uh, which uh, I had at Yulu on day one. Very different world. Right. So you need to commit to that. And, you know, once you are, once you are aware that why you are doing it, what's the reason for that? All of those uh, uh, hardships, I would say, or you starting from scratch again, those pains are not pain. Uh, they are just part of the journey. So do you test a problem? Because you said that this was a problem that you were deeply passionate about. But of course, having an experience as an entrepreneur and a successful one at that, uh, you already had an experience of what it's going to turn out to be like. Yeah. So uh, when you're testing a new problem that you're passionate about, uh, do you go out there in the field and test it before you dive right in or you just go all in? <laughs> so at least in uh, my case, it is this problem. And typically, I think it is a journey of uh, most of the entrepreneur. They're driven by that problem or you can say an opportunity. So it can be either. Uh, many a time you don't know the solution. Solution happens when you commit yourself 100%. So you'll never have a solution on day one. Uh, and that's where I have seen that uh, there are some entrepreneurs or founders who will be obsessed about the solution and then they fail uh, because your solution probably may not be the best solution for that problem. So either it has no financial viability or someone else has a working on the same problem with a better solution. And because I am so obsessed about my solution, uh, my business will not do well with respect to someone else. So obsession for problem or the pain point is far more important than the solution. And uh, at least in my case, uh, it was very solution first, uh, both in the case of in Mobi as well as in the case of even Yulu. And the format kept on changing and we tweaked the business model accordingly. Interesting, because uh, both Inmobi and Yulu are uh, very different sectors of entrepreneurship. What are some of the commonalities with respect to challenges that you may have faced as an entrepreneur in either case? Like what are the some of the general challenges? So commonality, I think the big, biggest common theme for any startup is your ability to build a world-class team. So how do you attract a talent pool which is uh, aligned with your vision and excited as you are or the founding team is towards that problem? Will they, will they give their uh, heart and soul towards that? So that's certainly one big commonality. The second big commonality is this, the technology part where you basically have mobile devices connected with internet, uh, hundreds of millions of them, they've been giving you some kind of data. How do you use that data to 
make your business efficient and smart and also use this data to create modes uh, which will give you a much more longevity in your business model so this is the second thing which you uh, which at least which is common and then your principle of uh, business that you know what type of entrepreneur you are so for example uh, in in mobi uh, we actually have a uh, we basically have a first profitable unicorn of india and there are a lot of unicorn in the country but profitability was not a cool word uh, at least uh, back then and even right now people just value profitability but those things two things were not existing together they say that growth at any cost we we have created a company which is very responsibly run so your your ethics your 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 beliefs when you are building the company so there basically a lot of commonality between in mobi and yulu uh, and then uh, outside of that i would say it's a pretty different word in mobi was or is more b2b company yulu is b2b company in mobi is mobile it is mobility uh, and 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 things like that so there are lot of uncommon things i so i like when you bring up uh, having same having the same vision as a team and because you spoke about ethics and having or driven by the same passion when you're looking at bringing in a co-founder or bringing in a team or putting a team together for any entrepreneurial venture that you you begin what are some of the similarities that are required that you will not uh, forego at any cost and what can be some of the differences yeah so so first thing first uh, the trust uh, which is uh, like a rock i basically say that relationship between the co-founders is very similar to your relationship with a spouse where you have to be able to trust that person blindfold irrespective hmm. because if that is in check then everything else will will happen sooner or later no problem you may have a person who is not the strongest on that uh, particular function and that is okay but trust is something which cannot uh, be compromised so that's point number point number 1 point number 2 you really need to love working with that person uh, as i said again spouse you know uh, no matter whatever uh, you know everyone will have virtues and vice both Uh, but you need to be loving uh, being with that person 24/7 and the point number 3 in that stack order is that complementary skill sets so you know uh, ultimately uh, you need four wheels let's say talking about a car you know every wheel has a different role and uh, or every element you are building a, a machine or an engine you cannot have every one of us to become gear you know someone has to be liver someone has to be something right so look for certain commonality which is you know why you are coming together and you can say that vision actually brings people together so trust your genuine like your you, you like genuinely like that person yeah and the third thing is which is binding the team together is the vision that i may be friends with you but you know you are passionate let's say about uh doing something for uh, for poors i am passionate about doing something for the urban citizens who are who are commuting we can be friends but should we be co-founder probably no because your 
your professional vision is different than mine, then there's no point for us to come together, right? That's the third thing. And the fourth thing is the skill set, the complementary. And that's where uh, I would I was talk, talking about that when you're talking about a machine, then there are basically several components and you need to bring people with different skill set. That's the fourth element. And if these four things are in place, uh, you basically are an amazing, amazing founding team. When you decide that uh, something isn't working, like what are some of the hard calls that you may have taken as an entrepreneur? When something, when, when some things aren't working out, either with a team member or with, uh, with respect to the organization or scaling up or building the organization, what are some of the hard calls that you've taken? So the difficult ones are always related to people. And the next bucket can be a product or initiative. So let me talk about the people part first. The part which is difficult to fix is the intention. And then it comes to capability. And the third thing is related to bandwidth. So when my intention is not right, then no matter whatever I do, uh, the result cannot happen. Uh, it's difficult, right? For example, uh, you've asked me to do something, but my intention is not to do it. Then you cannot just push me beyond a point because I'm not just going to do it. Hmm. The second point is, uh, you know, my intention is okay, but uh, I'm basically not putting enough time. So again, you are asking me to do this, but I'm just being so lazy. Then the solution is different. Okay. And the third point is that my intention is right. I'm also doing hard work, but you know what? I am not that my, there's a problem with my smartness capability as, as we say. Then solution for capability is something else. Hmm. So this is how you solve a problem with respect to people. Typically, people having uh, intention issue, uh, you actually just let them go. You have a tough word uh, upfront that okay, our paths are not aligned, and move on fastest. If the bandwidth is a problem, then you can have a word with that person that you're not putting enough time then and when I say bandwidth is also sometimes related to prioritization that in your mind that prioritization is x but my mind prioritization is y so and you can also call prioritization as one of the fourth fourth element in that easy decision i'll tell you this is not yashika you should do you should do this because this is most important for the company easy third thing is the bandwidth you're just being busy with something else you're not working hard. You're not coming to office. You're spending only two hours. Again, easy. You can solve. Capability is a tough one where this person is actually genuinely uh, bleeding blue. Let's say, you know, the corporate culture, the company's culture is really a nice guy, but uh, capability, what do you do? And for those people, typically uh, the decision is not that cutthroat or not black and white. Because in the first case, intention, you let that guy go. Second case, easy prioritization fixed. Third is more hard work. Fourth person, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, what do I do with this guy? Everything is fine. He's working, you know, 20, 18 hours. Intention is right. Then you try to find a different role for that person. There is always, uh, you know, a belief that God has given us some capability. Sometimes we are not at the right spot. So you want me to do marketing, but you know what? I happen to be in marketing, but really in marketing, not my game. Maybe I'm good with customer support. I have a empathy. 
for customer. Maybe I'm good with HR. I have empathy for a team. Maybe I'm good with something. So, but the fourth one is difficult. It's the organization patience. How much patience you have for that person? And in worst case, in worst case, you let you move on on a very very positive note because things did not work out, right? So this is how you deal with situation in four different buckets. Now, with respect to the product, I think that's where uh, it is not that easy because uh, you know, according to you have created some product MVP and you think that if you build two more feature, maybe customers will come and you don't know when to cut it. And uh, I actually honestly don't have a good answer. And I've seen uh, even big companies even they basically cut down and shut down projects who have figured out how to create world-class product for billions of people. Even they don't get it. So they also have to take. So what uh, typically, uh, at least uh, I have done when I was within Mobi, Yulu uh, is relatively a younger organization. But uh, within Mobi, we started something and we gave a firm timeline, non-emotional. And we said that, by this time, we want to see this metrics. And if these metrics are not there, then it is not worth of our time. And then we found a way where there was method to this madness where we were able to take those tough decisions, whether to invest further or sunset that or, or let it go. So, but on the people front, the decision making was easy only for the first bucket. The remaining three were more iterative. Okay. No, I like how you bring the capability part and uh, I'd like you to tell us how uh, when you're bringing in a new team member, especially uh, young blood or youngsters, what are the things that you're looking at when you're uh, bringing new people? What are the characteristics? What are the skills that you're looking at? What? Sure. So at Inmobi, uh, we defined a framework for hiring. And the, the name was coined by with one of my colleagues, Atul Satija. Uh, and uh, we, we call it kick-ass. Uh, the kick-ass, the ass was actually the important part. A for attitude, S for smarts, and the second S stands for skills. Attitudes, smarts, and skill set. So the biggest or highest weightage was given to the attitude. How much fire in the valley you have uh, how much passionate you are about the problem. And if you have that, then, uh, you know, this is a very, very positive thing. And the second thing is the smartness part. Uh, the, sorry, the, uh, the smartness part where we believe that because you are passionate and you are smart, you can pick up anything, whatever is required for the job. And the third thing was the skill where, uh, you know what, uh, which keeps on changing. So today you do not know about digital marketing. No problem, because you have a fire in the belly and you have, you have sufficient smarts. You will learn a course on Coursera or somewhere. You'll figure it out. So this is how we used to uh, uh, hire people. And we were extremely successful with that model because uh, Inmobi was uh, you know, created a new category. So we anyway had to train people and groom them on the job. So same thing is happening with Yulu micro-mobility industry, EV industries are all new. So we don't, we will not, even if we want, we will not have people who understand this word. So we are the creator of the category. So you go back to the same framework of 
attitude and and smarts and everything else will happen because we are talking of uh, of young blood and of of characteristics of the youth uh, that you just spoke about the kick ass ones uh, what are some of the kick ass things that uh, you picked up during your engineering days and that you seem to have actually applied uh, you know throughout this career trajectory that you've had so far anything in particular that you remember kuch kisse agar yaad hai to इंटेलिजेंट Uh, at the same time i am able to make up uh, for that lack of intelligence with my hard work uh so and i have a huge uh, faith and confidence on that part that irrespective of how complex and and difficult the situation or the problem as long as you are putting your 200% then you can sort it and that has helped me uh, to get into iit first of all uh figuring my four years at college uh made up for that in, you know in the ocean of the brightest of the brightest people and even in the corporate job uh, be it when i was working or when you know my two uh, instinct with entrepreneurship so hard work is the common theme it teaches you that you know how do you figure things out in the tough deadline and and there's things to be done and then how quickly you can learn something so semester starts in four months uh, it ends and then you have three examinations so it's like a bullet train so you are figuring things out so if one thing i cherish uh, what uh, engineering at least in my case taught me is to just uh, never have this never say die attitude right you you have never 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 have uh, this problem of learning new things and you have never say die attitude you figure things out That's right yeah and as far as what i learned professionally i think i did my engineering in mechanical so my first job was nothing related to mechanical and in fact just before ulu there was nothing ever i did which was even remotely related to mechanical engineering now with ulu i'm using some of those uh, those things uh, which i learned in the past right right uh, so uh i don't think you know i think it's true prop probably for you also but what you are doing i'm sure that you were not taught uh how to do this podcasting and things like that of course so we figure things out but at the same time education did teach you that okay this is a basic construct and you are able to apply some uh, common themes um you know one of us will have our own principles which you have derived from maybe physics or chemistry or math or biology what not and we try to you know use them implement them in our day to day work kahin na kahin usko jod de khud ki theory hoti hai badi sari totally totally yeah nay talking of that uh, that brings me to an in- interesting juncture in in your career probably because aapne kaha ki mechanical engineering clearly is not stuff that you may have applied typically and that really happens with a lot many people you rightly said so when when you began 
uh, your career with Yulu. I'm sure this is not a space that you were uh, or you had hands-on experience in. What do you do then? What are the things that you need to be mindful of? So typically, as I said, that the most important aspect of a startup is to ability to build team. Hmm. So you don't have it. Uh, you bring someone who who knows it. So you can always, uh, you know, either bring that person as a co-founder, or you bring that person as a as a core member. So you do build your leadership team, who will compensate for that gap which you have as a as a founder, right? So I mean, you never basically have the entire engine be you, and it's a bad idea by the way. Then you are the single point of failure, versus uh, a machine where you have multiple people coming together and you need to make sure that the vision wise intention wise capability wise they are basically as i said the same principle they are basically uh, you know well in place then you know that you are building a solid foundation uh, for something big and amazing what's a thing or what's a point and time when when you're taking a break and when you're stepping down for something that you have built so religiously with all your hard work with all your resilience and i'm talking with respect to inmobi it's something that you took time energy uh, you know resources to build when you're stepping down how hard is it and uh, when you know ki ye waqt hai ab piche hat jate hain yeah so it is as i said that uh, you don't step back uh, in isolation right so you step back because you have something else to achieve and then you are so sure that if you don't do that you'll be regretting so that's a point number 1 second thing is even at inmobi there was a junction where uh, four of us sat so i was basically running revenue so i was chief revenue officer for the company uh and this is uh, in my 6th or 7th year so four of us sat uh, in a room discussing that okay what next what all you know we should be worrying uh, and doing things which is next 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 x s curve as, as they say right so you do something where you take the growth to the next level so uh, four of us basically had this conversation that you know we need to pick up something which is uh, which can add a new line of value creation to inmobi and that's where i stepped back from whatever i was doing which is running the revenue function and then picked up a new uh, value creation project called advance uh, so i went back to entrepreneurship uh, only difference was that it is within in mobi so i don't have to worry about funding and people because we have access to everything uh, but i we did decide uh, among ourselves that okay amit you go and look up to this right so it's always about that okay i'm doing it in context of because this is more important sometime that is more important to the company where you are part of or sometime yourself right so this is how the two decision were taken yulu happened because uh, my inherent feeling of that i want to do something for social impact was not seemingly looking very obvious within mobi so uh, had to come out and do something figure something out otherwise uh, no reason for you to because you is uh, is is as dear to and near to me as inmobi so you know both of them are my own company right uh, part of the founding team so there's no this there's no difference uh, holistically on on that particular point right 
so that's how you think about it and uh, you take those hard calls but you don't leave something you do something and in that process the old thing get uh, you have to leave it because you know you want to put your entire bandwidth on something which you think matters to you or to the company lovely you spoke of you spoke of funding and uh, because you have been in the revenue and operations team currently uh, with the entrepreneurship wave and the startup wave that we are currently riding uh, and by we i mean as a country we are we are riding a startup and like an entrepreneurial wave altogether and there's this huge hue and cry about funding and bootstrapping or raising x y z figures and so um i want to know and what do you think uh, with your experience when does a company or when does an organization need to know that this can be bootstrapped versus this needs to be funded very good question uh, and unfortunately i don't have a good answer <laughs> <laughs> all i can tell you that um, there are uh, Uh, very very good examples like very very good examples of companies uh, which are which just got bootstrapped you know uh, case in point is zero the where the founders have uh, raised zero money from outside all bootstrap i think zoho is also uh, an, a, a big case on that and they are very very valuable company res- respected uh, in the world now at the same time uh, you know there are also companies who have raised venture capital money or some some funding sometime they raise it take it from friends and family sometime they take it loan uh, sometime they use their equity so at least in the current startup parlance uh, the most common way of funding your business is through equity dilution where you you know give your company's equity to someone who will believe your vision and and your execution capability in the market and they will give you money so there's no one way one path but at the same time the technology led businesses where you need upfront money because the idea is that you will build a product uh, you know piece of code app or whatever which will take some time you will iterate the market and then you will get users and then monetize them there will be time so how do you fund this upfront investment without you know earning anything and that's where the venture capital type of money comes very handy if you have taken a loan then the bank or anyone who has given you the money they will expect an an emi or or a payback next month but unfortunately when you're building a technology company you don't get that money next month you'll be getting after 3 months 5 months sorry 3 uh, years 5 years and so on and the nature of the business determines what is the best way for you to build the company and then there are folks who basically have uh, their own reserve of money they probably don't have to raise money they they can just raise some capital from their friends and family and they are able to bootstrap it and return that money back whenever they have that how much time should an entrepreneur uh give himself or herself uh to figure out whether a venture is working or not so ideal is at least 2 years yeah and then there are ventures which can take longer 
depending on what you are solving for. Yeah. But two years is a good uh, dedicated effort if you are putting, then you should know that whether this venture will take off or not. Okay, fair enough. Uh, because uh, you have helped young entrepreneurs uh, figure out things in their journey, what do you think in the technology and mobility sector in the coming years because we are uh, we are going through an through a complete shift with respect to economy with respect to business uh, what are some of the key uh, things that youngsters need to be mindful of or should consider when starting out now sure so i think uh, it does not change irrespective of the timing you need very very committed co-founding team so you need to be committed and your founding team needs to be committed for that particular pain point and the second thing is actually the question you have asked uh, you know just right now that you ought to have enough and more oxygen for your business as well as for your own personal finances what you don't want to do is to you know just compromise deeply compromise your own personal lifestyle particularly if you have your family also dependent don't burn your pockets basically so if your family is also dependent on you then you must not do anything stupid where you know your kids are going to a school you have a certain lifestyle uh, don't compromise on that which means that you need to have certain amount of oxygen for your personal needs and then you also need to have oxygen for your for your business because uh, and this enough staying power to stay on the crease uh, for the you know good two years where you figure things out and don't let it go or yield so the vision the problem statement your co-founding team strong committed along with your core team members and most importantly the finances which will which is most important for you to figure things out and if these three things are in order then there's a chance that you will be able to figure out some product market fit and hence create something meaningful but there are way too many uh, you know uh, failure points uh, post that i'm not saying that if you have sorted these three everything will be all right no uh, you know entrepreneurship is not easy this very difficult subject right so but these three things are kind of uh, paramount you 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 need to have lot of things <laughs> the kickass stuff <laughs> uh i i want to know and uh, i want to conclude by asking you because uh, this is cycling i want to ask what's your jojita vahi sikandar moment what's your what does achievement mean to you again very good question <laughs> so i think uh, if i reflect back on uh, those moments so first of all uh, i don't think so there's a moment uh, which has given me that satisfaction that this is it so like you you say the moksha or, or nirvana uh, i think i'm over that okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if i reflect back uh, i think i must be having at least 10 odd uh, you know moments in my life where uh, i felt accomplished that okay this is one moment uh, i will really cherish and there are several you know your your first home or your your college admission 
your 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 marriage your kid and uh, your car and your first startup and maybe your first funding your first customer so there are so many such milestones which you keep on cherishing and then uh, i don't know i'm yet to you know settle my head settle my head that this is my jyotita bhai sikandar moment and this is the last one uh, i've told that uh, uh, an entrepreneur uh, is always uh, very optimistic so he'll always have something or the other uh, in your head in your in your dream so as long as i am not stopping to dream i will never have my list uh, getting ended <laughs> We, we we know at least we know the plan until fifty until you you turn fifty we know the plan until then. <laughs> Good, great, so nice uh, having you on the show. So nice chatting. We we just wish that uh, you keep cycling away. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Ashika. Thanks for this opportunity. It's a real pleasure talking with you. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free. to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on apple podcasts if you like the episode subscribe or hit follow voice of achievers on apple podcasts google podcasts hubhopper spotify geo seven gana or wherever you get your podcasts from send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voice of achievers dot com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on epilog media